0: Uh, we're going to be talking today about one of my favorite uh, verses in the Bible. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a heart cry for revival from the prophet Habakkuk. So just to remember where we came from where we are now. So we left Habakkuk um, having heard from the Lord for the second time. So Habakkuk is a prophet. He's unique among the prophets because most of the prophets, prophets speak to the people for God. They speak to the people on God's behalf. But Habakkuk is different because Habakkuk speaks to God on the people's behalf. He prays and he intercedes and laments on behalf of his people for the Lord. And so we see that Habakkuk is faithfully lamenting or complaining or protesting what's happening in the life of Israel. And that in faith he brings those questions to God and that God in his grace responds the response isn't necessarily what Habakkuk wanted to hear initially but there was good news on the horizon and so so we saw in chapter 1 the the the, the complaint response pattern of into chapter 2 two times and that where this is going to leave Habakkuk now is in chapter 3 with a song of praise a song of prayer a song a worship song um, and we're going to see this in Habakkuk 3. So we're just really, we're going to focus in on just the first couple verses of this psalm, um, a prayer, as it says in Habakkuk 3, verse 1, and, and then uh, we're going to just look at verse 1 and then and really zoom in on verse 2, and then uh, next time we'll finish off with the last sections of chapter 3. Uh, if you're following along, uh, you may want to get something to write with or write on um, and, and follow along with us. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast later, then then you may want to do that as well, or just listen along and, and uh, see what God has to say to you. But before we get any further, let's just pray and ask God's help. Father, thank you that um, the Bible, your spirit inspired the word to teach us, to instruct us, to challenge us, to strengthen us. I pray we would be people of faith in a season of doubt. That we would be people of faith in a in a season of fear, and Lord, I just ask that you would make us uh, more like Jesus because of this time, and that you would use this for your good purposes in the world. We pray for our first responders, for the heroes on the front line, whether they're by a the checkout counter or in an emergency room or an ICU wing. of the Lord, wherever they, grace and your upon them, that you would stop the spread of this virus and bring things to an end in a good way. In Jesus' name, amen. We see here in Habakkuk 3.1 that this is a prayer of the prophet Habakkuk according to the Shigianoth, um, and that's a, a, a Hebrew liturgical or musical term. Um, so after all of this, we see what, what Habakkuk's response is, Habakkuk responds to God in prayer but his prayer doesn't just take the form of a shopping list or a grocery list this is how our prayers often look our prayers are often just asking god for things supplication sometimes it's called where we we ask god for what we want like like when my kids you know used to go to Toys R Us back when it was in business and they would say i want this and i want this and i want this that's sort of how we are sometimes with the lord we we pray but our prayers are prayers of supplication um Habakkuk's prayer is going to be a little bit different than that Habakkuk's prayer is going to be a prayer of singing faith his his prayer takes the form of a poem or a psalm or a song and I just wonder your um, prayer if my prayer looked like that do our prayer lives look like singing as much as they look like shopping this is what Habakkuk prayer prayer Habakkuk's prayer and compare what we ask for and compare what you ask for with what Habakkuk asks for in chapter 3, verse 2. Habakkuk's priorities and his requests, he asks God for things, but what he asks God for is very different than what we often ask God for. You see this in the letters of Paul when he prays for his churches. The priorities that Paul has the priority that that the great people of God have had through history in the Scripture and in, in Church history have been priorities. Then we'll often that here in chapter three, verse two. Before we get into into that, I just want to remind you that um, all of Habakkuk is Hebrew poetry, and Hebrew poetry is built off something called the line. And in, in we, we build an, in English you know our poetry off meter or rhyming or different different all sorts of different poetic devices and Hebrew uses some of those things but mainly what Hebrew poetry uses is a unit of text called the line and these lines are in parallel with one another and parallel lines can be con- contrasting they can uh, sort of uh, say one another. They can be parallel, just sort of reiterating the same point or they can be progressive where they're saying uh, something in addition to what they've just said and we're going to see that parallelism the Hebrew poetic parallelism here um, in Habakkuk 3 verse 2. Look what he says he says, Lord I've heard the report about you. I stand in awe of your deeds revive your work in these make it known in these years in your wrath Remember mercy. So what we see here is Habakkuk's first prayer, his first uh, song, stanza of his song of praise is to confess to the Lord, first of all, the name of the Lord. So notice he says that there if you have your Bibles, you see there that it's all little capital letters. And that's because that's the Hebrew name Yahweh. That's the name of the Lord. Yahweh, who is the one who made all things and entered into covenant with creation, chose a people through Abraham and then saved that people through the exodus. This is the God that Habakkuk is praying to, the covenant creator and the covenant redeemer, who revealed himself to Moses as the great I am, the eternal, the unchangeable and unchanging, true and living God. This is all, all of that is bound up just in this one little word. That in our Bible says Lord. So, so he understands the character of God. And we've seen that throughout Habakkuk. And in the same way, we have to understand the character of our God if we're going to trust our God and pray to our God. He says, Lord, I've so he's character of God. And then he says, I've heard the report about you. And Lord, I stand in awe of your deeds. So that those two lines are parallel. I have heard the report, I stand in awe. So, heard is parallel to awe, and report is parallel to deeds. So we see here, he says, I've heard the report about you. Some translations translate this, I've heard of your fame. One commentator says, this is the reputation, or what the prophet has heard people say about Yahweh. It's a rumor. It's something that he's heard from someone else. And how did he hear these things? Well, he heard it in the scriptures. He heard it in the stories that the people of Israel would one another. Day after day and year after year, Moses commanded the people that the, the word must not depart from their lips, the forefront of their minds. And and so Habakkuk has heard reports about how God spoke the creation into existence, about how God called Abraham and gave him a child when he was 100 years old, and how he called Joseph and gave Joseph these visionary. Dreams and made him second to the king of all of the world. How he called Moses and sent plagues on the Egyptians and parted the Red Sea and brought his people out of exile and captivity. How he called a Moabite woman named Ruth. That's been a, a, a book that I've been spending some time in the last few days just comforting. And he called Ruth and, and saved Ruth through the kinsman redeemer Boaz about how David had been called as king and killed Goliath and how prophets had spoken the word of the Lord. He'd heard all of these things. He'd heard all of these stories in Scripture. And you've heard the stories of God. You've read your Bible, maybe. Maybe you haven't, and now's a good time to start. You've heard the stories of the Bible. You've heard about Jesus, and you've heard He was born... Of a virgin, that he was uh, lived a life without sin, and never never thought anything he shouldn't have thought. He never felt anything he shouldn't have felt. He never did anything he shouldn't have done. He always should have done. He never he never said anything he shouldn't have said. He always said what he should have said. He always obeyed his parents. He always did what he was supposed to do. And then at the end of his life, the reward for his perfect sinless life was betrayal and execution for the sins of his people. The Bible says that God put Jesus on the cross through the hands of wicked men so that he would bear our sin, so that he would be buried and raised from the dead in victory over Satan's sin and death, so that anyone who would turn from their sin and trust in Jesus Christ would be forgiven their sin and given eternal life. And maybe that's the first time you've ever heard that. And you need to make that decision right now to turn from your sin and trust in Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is talk to Him and tell Him that that's what you want to do. Maybe you've heard that story. You've heard that story many times. You've heard the Bible stories. But they've become, in some ways, just that. Just stories. You've heard the report about the Lord. You've heard history... In the church, you've heard about the Great Awakening or the revivals of the past. You've heard about what God has done. What Habakkuk is saying, that he heard all of these things, but he, he wasn't content. He wasn't content to hear them. Notice he says that he stands in awe of these things. He says, I've heard about these things, and I stand in awe of these things. Literally, literally, the Hebrew there says, I fear He says, I fear this reverent awe of the true and living God. I've heard it said that the reason our society is so plagued by fear is because we fear everything but God. We've lost the fear of the Lord, and so we're afraid of everything else. And in this season, we we need to fear God more than we fear our circumstances. And I'm preaching to myself as much as anyone else. We need to fear the Lord. We need to stand in awe of our God. More than any person or anything or any circumstance. More than any danger. More than any plague or pestilence. More than any potentiality. We need to stand in fear of the Lord. That's what Habakkuk says. He says, I stand in awe of your deeds. Wonder when the last time was that you were overwhelmed by the the deeds or the work of God in your life. When you were overwhelmed by described in scripture, and when you were overwhelmed by what He's done for you. I wonder if what God has done and who God is is more for you than just ink on a page or stories or a religion that you subscribe to. He prays he says I've heard this report I stand in awe of your deeds and then he so he's, he's, he's he says declaratively that he's heard he he's, he fears the Lord and then he says in the second verse Revive your work in these years revive your work in these years in your in these years make it known so again there, Hebrew parallelism is at work. So revive is parallel to make it known or reveal. So revive reveal in these years. Right now, in this generation. Lord, we've heard that you did great things when Billy Graham was having crusades. Lord, we've heard that you did great things when the Great Awakening was sweeping across the UK and the Americas. We've heard, Lord, about what you're doing in Africa and Asia. We've heard, Lord, what you did through We heard, Lord, what you did through Abraham. We heard what you did through Moses, Lord. We've heard these things. We fear you, Lord. Now make it so in our time. Make it so in these years, in this season, in the quarantine of coronavirus America and across the world. Revive these things and reveal your power. This is Habakkuk's prayer. Revive your work and reveal your fame. Sometimes we think um, the people in the scripture are different than we are because they were in the Bible. But in reality, they, they were not like us, they wanted to see more of what God could do. That's what Habakkuk wanted. He wanted God to revive his people. Remember, we talked about this, and if you've been following along, Habakkuk is, is ministering at an inflection point in the life of the nation of Israel. He's ministering at a time when they've just lost uh, probably the best they ever had since King David, who Josiah, who brought revival and reformation to the people and, and true worship back into Israel, and and, and Saw prosperity and fear of the Lord, and then in 609 BC, Josiah died at 39 years old. And they're at this moment now where Babylon is about to come and execute God's judgment on the people because of their wickedness many years before Josiah became king. And Habakkuk is ministering in this short season between Josiah and Nebuchadnezzar, between prosperity and poverty, between Life and death. He's at this inflection point, and he's crying out to God to bring revival again to His people. And that has to be our prayer. And I've been praying this verse today, this week, with our family, and just praying. And I just want you to pray this prayer that God would revive. What does revive mean? To bring back to life. That He would revive, and He would reveal. His work and His power, His character and His conduct. Revive your work in these years. Feel it in our time. That this wouldn't be just what we read about in the Bible. That this wouldn't just be what we hear about from other places. The missionaries who are off on the front line. That, that front line is now here. The front line is your house. Where the presence of God can come down. He doesn't want just to read about the work of God on a page, but he wants to see it written in the blood of his own life. He doesn't want to see it just on words, but he wants to see the works and the power of God displayed. This is what Habakkuk's praying for. He doesn't want to just hear stories about God. He wants to experience God. He doesn't want to just hear a Bible lesson. He wants to experience a life. He doesn't want to just hear about life. He wants to live fullness of life in the presence of God. He doesn't want to just hear about wholehearted worship. He wants to lean into wholehearted worship. He doesn't want to just hear about authentic community. He wants to cultivate authentic community. He doesn't want to just joyful mission. He wants to live a joyful mission. This is what Habakkuk's praying for. He's praying that God, that he knows and that the people know by reputation would come to the personal encounter. I mean, how much more should we be praying this? We have the spirit of the living God residing in us for followers of Jesus. We have the the power of God and the presence of God right with us. Would he show himself off again? That's what Habakkuk's praying. Then his final line here. In your wrath, remember mercy. He's pouring out wrath on his enemies, and at the same time, he's remembering mercy. In the Red Sea, God poured out his wrath on the Egyptians and poured out mercy on his people. On the cross, Jesus, God poured out wrath on Jesus Christ to pour out mercy on us and if you are in Christ or if you turn to Christ there will be no wrath of God left for you it all have been spent on Jesus Christ on your behalf and that you can stand free forgiven and alive forever in him this is the promise of the gospel of Jesus Christ that he answered he answered Habakkuk's prayer 600 years before Christ came he answered it again and again and again and if we pray it today i believe he will answer it yet again this is this is my prayer for us for his reviving grace to pour out on our hearts to pour out on our community to pour out on our world so what i want to do now is i just want to pray that god would show up in our stuff right now that he would in the midst of the fierceness of his wrath and and i'm not pontificating on why why the coronavirus is sweeping the world. I I don't know as to the mystery of God's providential will. I don't don't know exactly why this is happening, but I do know that God is sovereign over it and he is sovereign in it and that he wants to do something through it. So let's pray that he would. So if you're there and you're listening, watching this on replay on the podcast, will you just take a minute? Lord, we have heard the report about you. We stand in awe of your deeds. Revive your work in these years. Make it known in these years. In your wrath, remember mercy. Lord, we've heard the stories. We've heard what you did when you brought the people out of Egypt. We've heard how you raised your son from the dead. We've heard how you built an axe and how you brought revivals to the church throughout the last 2,000 years. We've heard about Billy Graham crusades and missionaries on the front line. But Lord, would you make these things that are stories that we've heard, lives that we live. Would you help us to fear you more than we fear circumstances? To fear Christ more than COVID-19. Where you make us people who trust you rather than people who are anxious. Lord, we fear you because of what you've done. Will you and reveal your purpose and in your wrath remember mercy? Lord, our hearts break with those who suffer. Our hearts are tied up in knots over the, the pain of people we love and the world around us. Lord, in the midst of this plague, will you bring mercy and rain it down from heaven again? Help us to remember eternity. Help us to remember gospel, and I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope you've been encouraged. Um, again, we'll have a special Easter message um, uploaded for Easter Sunday. We're going to do a Zoom call on Sunday at 10.30 a.m., like we have done last week. We did it because of the drive through gift bag, but this Sunday will be at 10.30 and then the sermon will be uploaded for you to watch, um, either before or after. We probably won't. We won't try to watch it during the Zoom call, um, just because my kids, you know, probably won't want to sit still the whole time uh, for that. And so I just encourage you to to access that, to share that with someone else who might be encouraged, challenged, uh, or helped by those things. As always, if you need anything, let me know. Um, I, I'm always available. Uh, I may not be able to be there physically in person, but I can pray with you. I can help help financially, or know someone who does, let me know. I love you, I'm praying for you, and I will see you soon.